0: The main ingredient with Kevin Bergen on 680 CJOB. Brought to you by Portage Family Foods, Portage at Ferry, and Dakota Family Foods, Dakota at St. Mary's Road.
1: Hey, everybody, welcome to the main ingredient. Kevin Bergen here. Debbie Bergen with me. Debbie Bergen, how are you tonight? I'm good, Kev. How are you? I'm excellent. I've dragged you out to another restaurant. (laughs) I know it's a a hard life that you're living here in Winnipeg. I know it's it's very hard. We are at the Bistro. On Notre Dame, I'm talking to Rich Hanna. Rich, what hello, Kevin. How are you? I'm excellent. How are you today? I'm good. You're a very youthful looking. Oh my gosh, 25 <laughs> you year old. Yeah, I I appreciate that, my good <laughs> <laughs>
2: Just
1: a pop. How's everything going? Everything's going great. Uh, it's a beautiful day outside. It is. It was plus eight today. Isn't that crazy? We get to eight. Wow. We're gonna get punished for that. You know that, right? Big time. That's La Nina, here. Yes, it is. Yes. Um, okay, so what is your role here at the Bistro Notre Dame?
2: Uh, everything. I uh, wash dishes, I bartend, I take reservations, I draw up menus, I talk on the phone, I greet guests, seek guests, serve guests, take out the trash, um, uh, everything.
1: Um, okay, let's talk about the opening of the uh, Bistro Notre Dame. Why is the Bistro on Notre Dame, first of all?
2: Uh, well... Dean Herkert is uh, owner operator, and he uh, he had a few different locations uh, in mind. Uh, this was one of them. He ended up going live with this one, um, and we opened up the same week last year that the province shut down and went code red. So, okay. So, what was that like? That was challenging. Uh, Dean had the menu uh, in place, and we had to do a 180 and uh, find some food that would travel, travel oh, yeah. well. Right. Um, we did a couple of stints with some third-party delivery. Um, they're no longer in place, so you can kind of
1: tell how how positive that was for us. Yeah, because, again, if you're making dishes, that elaborate dishes, and some guy come, comes and picks it up and tosses it in his car, and by the time he gets to your customer, it's not the same dish. Yeah, some food travels well, some food does not. We know yeah. that now. What part of town is this considered to be? Is this the West Side? This is the no. This is the West End. This Kevin. is the West End. Okay. West Side. This is not the yeah, West, West
0: Side story, man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is the West End. Uh, there's lots of lots of restaurants in the West End, and lots of support from West End biz. Um, I think if you cross the street, you're no longer in the West End.
1: Is that correct? I believe so. Seriously? What is it? What is it? What is it across the street?
2: Uh, well the other
1: side of the road okay Okay, you burn me twice okay that's twice you burn me (laughs) um okay so let's talk about the interior of the restaurant when we i was saying that when when we came in here you kind of walk along you open the door and it is crazy nice in here you don't expect it to be like this
2: it's had a facelift Uh, it ran as a shangbo uh, chinese restaurant for 29 years uh, we met Raymond and uh, some other family members, and they told us the whole history. Oh. How he spent uh, about two years uh, um, negotiating with the city to get it turned from residential to commercial. Mm-hmm. So that's a couple of years. Uh, it did operate as uh, the Notre Dame Burgers for, I believe, two years before Dean got his hands on it. Uh, massive interior renovations. Um, like you said, when you walked up, it's kind of a diamond in the rough, you know. One of our guests said that he was uh, teleported to New York. But uh, that's, that's not what we're going for, in New York, because mm-hmm. our, our whole focus is local. So you're sitting at um, your table's reclaimed Prairie Barnwood
1: uh, from the company from Morden. Oh, uh, get out of here, uh, really? Barnwood. Yeah, yeah. It is quite nice. I'm not going to lie. Cool. It is really good. So, how did you connect with Dean regarding this project?
2: Uh, Dean and I had history working with the uh, Wow Hospitality uh, Group, uh, so we knew each other there. Uh, Dean was needing someone to uh, help open up the restaurant, and it's been um, just over a calendar year for us. Um, Open, I should say. Um, It did take Dean a couple years to um, get to that point. Um, He had the location pinned down, was just about to um, solidify everything, and then um, he was out on the rugby pitch and uh, contacted West Nile. That hospitalized him for... I oh, think 11. it was ten days. He's wow. in the hospital. Yeah, it took him about almost like a, almost a calendar year before he felt like he could work a full day again. Yeah, crazy. Wow. Uh, re-commenced his search, found set this location again, uh, ready to go. So he he nabbed it and then um, started doing massive interior renovations. Yep. Um, ran into another problem where. Um, the general contractors just like literally got abducted by aliens like they disappeared
1: uh vanished set him back what do you up. mean like in the middle of the job they're doing the work yeah gone. doing everything in here and then all of a sudden one day they don't show up gone gone so that put him back another eight
2: months wow and then uh and then he gets the green light and he's amongst uh global pandemics. Oh so my God. there's been uh lots of challenges to get
1: for him to get this place open what what point did you jump on board
2: Uh, We had a a couple months uh, between us before the doors got open. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean the food menu was all designed so it's just my job to do um, beverages, wine, um, cocktails, and that's once again following the local aspect of using um, all the wonderful um, uh, breweries here in the city, Um, the bars uh, based on the two local distilleries, and then, you know, we've got the one great winery in the city, but you kind of can't have just one wine. So we went Canada-wide, East Coast, West Coast for, for that program.
1: Um, let's talk about the interior. You said that uh, there was a lot of work done inside. It's beautiful inside here. It's uh, It is a gem. You can't tell what it's like when you're walking up. And then you open the doors and angels sing. Talk about that. There's,
2: uh, yeah, the, the street front uh, view, other than the awning, is still the original building. Uh, we did um, do an extensive patio uh, expansion this summer out back between the two buildings. Um, paved, uh, multiple level paved um,
1: pergola. Uh, but you don't, you don't see that from the front street. I saw from the side. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah, it looks nice. Yeah. What were your thoughts when you, when you got on board and then Code Red hit? It's like you're ready to rock Code Red. Now you got to kind of change your game plan as to how you're going to execute this new restaurant.
2: You know, you got to shift your food from uh, sit down to
1: takeout, right? Um, and what, then, was the menu what it was now, or did you guys you guys slimmed it right down? What'd you do? Uh, we've actually been told the menu's quite big ever since we've opened. It is big.
2: It is large. Yeah. Um, no, it's uh, it's evolved uh, throughout the year. Sourcing locally, um, Dean had the idea of. In New England, they do lobster mm-hmm. mac and cheese. Well, he wants to do wally mac and cheese because wally is close to home. Oh, it's amazing! Nice and rich, a little bit of a little bit of nuttiness. Um, uber molten hot cheese, man! Comfort food.
1: Yep, especially for an environment where it's freezing half the year. It's not freezing, in Winnipeg. It's like toasty warm. What are you talking about? Don't well, say you that should, I'm trying should, to get her should, to You here.
2: should still come here. Even
1: though, <laughs> even though it's warm out. <laughs> Holy crap. Maybe you can let everybody know your website, your social media, your address, how they get a hold of you guys, and your hours. Yeah, our website is
2: Uh, uh We are on Instagram. We're just across the street from the Health Science Center. Um, Wednesday through Sunday for uh, brunch and lunch, and uh, Wednesday through Saturday for dinner service. We've taken a peek at your Instagram and at the one question that I have the food looks amazing or whatever but I'm like who's the Bond fan well the restaurant was named Bistro on Notre Dame then shortened to Bond without us really realizing when Dean and I first started talking we we realized that we both really enjoyed James Bond
1: this was a present from his wife Celeste Um, hang on don't tell me that was an accident so you're both into Bond and you name the restaurant comes up with a name that's the actual acronym for bond
2: the acronym ended up being bond and then we kind of just went down that road and i was telling dean that i used to always do james bond january's because in most small restaurants you'd be able to get like a week off in the month of january when it slows down right Mm -hmm. uh so then we jumped on the bandwagon of hey there's a new james bond movie opening right it's supposed to be in april so we tied in, uh, let's give away dinner for two and a movie monthly giveaways. Mm-hmm. So there, there I was, April, ready to draw my name or our, our winner's name. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to double check that the movie's still coming out. Yeah. And sure enough, it was pushed back to what, October? Oh, yeah. Because yeah. of reshoots, because every right. Bond movie has to be super new. Right. So we we gave away the farm. We gave away like 20 dinner for twos plus movie tickets. I'm
1: just learning about this now, man. I would have taken a dinner for two, man, but I would have just come by myself and eaten two dinners. Of course you
0: would.
1: (laughs) He would too.
2: So if anyone's listening that has still won, the tickets are still here and the dinners are still ready for you to come claim your prize.
1: Oh, so a lot of people won, but they didn't come and claim the prize. Some
2: haven't yet. um, You know, it's a a global pandemic out there. Some people aren't
1: comfortable coming out still. Mm.
2: Right. I haven't seen the new movie yet, but everyone that works here has. So Really? Don't say anything. You're a
1: James Bond fan and you haven't seen it yet? I'm waiting, I'm for, I'm waiting for the precise time. We're going to rescind your Bond card. Totally. <laughs> you don't get that bad boy anymore. Done. That's horrible. <laughs> I'm at Bistro in Notre Dame, and after the break, we're going to chat with owner slash chef Dean Heckert.
0: The Main Ingredient with Kevin Bergen. The Main Ingredient with Kevin Bergen on 680 CJOB. Brought to you by Portage Family Foods, Portage at Ferry, and Dakota Family Foods, Dakota at St. Mary's Road. Bistro
1: on Notre Dame, Dean Hecker, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm excellent, Debbie Bergen, how are you?
3: I'm fantastic, how are you?
1: I'm excellent, are you better now that we have actually eaten food off this menu? Yes, I'm fed and watered, this food is really good. It's excellent, Dean. One thing that I find amazing and strange at the same time is you're a front-of-the-house guy, typically, managing restaurants. What made you want it to get in the back of the house?
3: Um, I just found um, it was fun working with food. It was, um, it was a matter of, like I said, when I determined that I was going to open a restaurant, when I did it, I wanted to make sure that I knew where everything was coming from. And I knew the process of everything that was going into whatever came out. To the table so who I'm buying from how they treat their animals or how they grow their products uh, when it comes in house how I how I treat the product too, how I develop it from there so um, for me right now it just seems like a natural step to be in the kitchen while I'm looking for my sources while I'm looking for the stuff I really want to carry to be able to develop it properly back there before I send it out so it's just uh, like um, yeah, I was front of house for the longest time, helped out with back of house menu development, and I kind of just graduated into the kitchen from there.
1: Which is crazy. That's great. And the crazy part is <clears throat> jumping back in the kitchen in your own place. Yeah. Didn't you find that daunting at all? Like, it's-
0: oh,
3: sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, because it is, because you develop a menu and um, you don't know what's going to resonate with people. Right. Um, you're worried about execution because a lot of the stuff I'm doing is from scratch um, and it's multi-development. So there's many steps involved in getting the final plate out to a person. So it is daunting because you, you come up with an ambitious menu and you have to ask yourself, can I deliver in the end? Um, or can I make the necessary adjustments when if I find out I have problems or there are hiccups or something doesn't resonate with somebody with people then can i can i pivot away from that and find something that people do that people do want or that appreciate
1: so beast you're on notre dame why is it on notre dame
3: uh when i was looking for places i my preference was to find a property to buy um because i just felt it was better to to own the property and be able to do with whatever I want with the property. If I lease, I have to go through the landlord or whoever to make sure right. it's what they want. Right. Um, and then to a certain extent, long term, I'm still under their control. I sign a lease, eventually lease comes up, what am I going to do? So I was looking for ownership completely in terms of land building and the concept. Um, this place which was at the time, Notre Dame Burgers came up for sale, I took a loaded place took a look at the neighborhood in the area and thought it would be a good investment a good try here um to put a restaurant in here there was already a restaurant here before uh, shangbo restaurant had been here for 30 years before it became notre dame burgers he had a very loyal following he was believe it or not he was really popular in river heights apparently
1: from here really
3: yeah wow, uh, wow. Um, and then uh so and we, i didn't find out any of that information until after i moved into the place but still uh, when I had looked at the property and I looked at the location with the other restaurants that were around here I thought I could, it would fit I could put something in here that would fit with the neighbourhood service, the health sciences centre obviously and all the facilities that are associated with it and the work neighbourhood and the residential neighbourhood in the area too
1: When we leave here tonight and someone asks us what kind of food they serve in this restaurant what would you want us to tell them?
3: Well, our tagline is a fusion of elevated comfort foods. And what does that mean? Uh, we take comfort foods and we do our best to elevate the experience. So it's not just, it's a matter of making sure the ingredients are quality ingredients and the steps that go into it are good. And then as well, um, I actually, I jokingly said one time, kind of half jokingly, when I knew I was moving into the, this area across from the hospital, I said, we have a progressive conservative government in power right now, and we know that nurse, nurses and teachers are always stressed out by the progressive conservative government. Give them some comfort food, but give them some high quality comfort food because they can afford it. Uh, so let's put some quality ingredients behind it and just give them some comfort food. So um, like I said, it's, so it's kind of tongue in cheek, but that's kind of where the idea developed.
1: The inside of the restaurant, amazing. Um, Again, when we came up, walked up, we didn't expect it to look like this inside. You obviously put extensive work into it. How did you see, like vision-wise, I'm not a person that can walk into a building or a house or whatever and vision what it could be. How did you envision what this restaurant could be?
3: Well, it just kind of came to me when I first walked into the place. Uh, I just knew layout-wise, there was a few changes we could make to make it, flow better to look better and then they had underused a lot a lot a lot of the space in the restaurant and it was a matter of maximizing the space because it is a small restaurant um, there is challenges with space and it was a matter of how much can i get away with in the different areas how much seating area can i have how much storage area do i need where can i put it and, um so it kind of like a lot of this stuff the staircase we had to change the staircase when i walked into the place i said standing in the front door, the first thing they would have to change is that stair would have to move. Um, when I looked up in their office space and whatnot, it was like, we have to change that to seating. And it was just kind of looking through the space. It was, it it kind of spoke to me at the time.
1: So it's been a long road from when you decided to look for a restaurant and open it to now being open. Uh, so maybe you can talk about Cole's Notes version of some of the challenges that, that uh, held up the process. Obviously, we're in a pandemic That must have been strange for you to open, then Code Red hits. What have been some of the challenges to opening this restaurant? Um, Um,
3: Yeah, that was a big challenge. It was a bit of a journey just to get to that point. And unfortunately, the way timing worked out, yeah, I was able to open two days after the province went full Code Red restriction. (laughs) So there was no dining. Um, And as you can tell by the place, my model had been set up for dine-in. At no point did I intend to do any kind of delivery, third-party delivery or other. I toyed with the thought of maybe having foot delivery over to the Health Sciences Center, but that was down the road kind of thing. And yes, yeah, so we, we got to open just as we weren't allowed to seat anybody. So we tried third party deliveries, didn't really work. I didn't want to go too far away from what I was doing to accommodate delivery. Yeah. Um, some of my food travels well, some of it doesn't travel well. I figured I'm better off just kind of sticking to what I'm doing and wait it out. <laughs>
1: You can't go to a restaurant without trying the food. Bistro at Notre Dame is a place. Owner Chef Dean Hackert is the guest. And after the news, rather and sports, we'll be back. The
0: Main Ingredient with Kevin Bergen. main ingredient with Kevin Bergen on 680 CJOB brought to you by Portage Family Foods, Portage at Ferry and Dakota Family Foods, Dakota at St. Mary's Road.
1: Hey everybody, welcome back to the main ingredient. Bistro at Notre Dame located at 784 Notre Dame is where I am talking to chef owner Dean Heckert and now we talk about the food. So the first thing we had was the bison Bison southwest
3: salad. Yes, super good.
1: Um, First, let's talk about the sauce. You know I love the sauce?
3: The salsa verde. Oh, so good. He has not shut up about the sauce. (laughs) I know, I know.
1: I I can't settle down about
3: the
1: sauce. So good.
3: Yeah, it's uh, smoked tomatillos, uh, smoked garlic, smoked onions, uh, pickled smoked jalapenos. We puree them together, create a sauce out of it. It's a base. It's a salsa verde. I like working with smoke quite a bit. We do have a smoker inner oven so a lot of the stuff you get in the restaurant will be smoked one way or another at some point in the process and the salsa verde is one of those things that sees a lot of smoke oh
1: (laughs) so good so good did i did i say i like the sauce did i tell you about the sauce yeah time or two yeah time or two (laughs) um followed by the walleye mac and cheese
3: yes that that's one of our locals like i really wanted to focus on local sourcing on that one so when you have that walleye mac and cheese you're getting walleye from northern manitoba you're getting pasta from Steinbach nature's farm you're getting the cheese from bothwell the other cheese you get is actually a house made lakota and a house we do ourselves so a lot of it's focused on local which i'm trying to do throughout the menu but for me it was just a natural fit walleye and bothwell marble cheese they just go together well oh yeah and we do have a a béchamel sauce that we based on, and you actually are eating a vegetable. There is cauliflower
1: in that night. Is there really? Is yeah. there really? Yeah. Oh. So. Okay. Look at that, huh? Get Who your knew? veggies in there, sister. Knew. Didn't know at I, all. Didn't knew. Didn't knew. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, and what do we have in front of us here?
3: That's the licorice chest pie.
1: you know how hard it's been for us to not bite that? (laughs) Do you know how hard it's been? Right, puts it down,
3: here you go, this is for you, now (laughs) talk. (laughs) I know, I'm
1: like, dude, okay, so let's talk about that one.
3: Yeah, Uh, so the chest pie, um, when I was developing my menu, I was looking for dessert items and I wanted to find some unique items. Um, We happened to come, when I was in Chicago with my wife, we come across a place called Gus's World Famous Chicken. Uh, we went in there and tried their chicken excellent chicken and they had chest pie on the menu we had no idea what it was so we gave it a shot
1: so okay so why is it called chest pie oh this is funny this so, is fun
3: back back when the the railways were first being built and people were and predominantly all the travel was by rail there was no bathroom or food service on the train so they had to stop every couple of hours to stop to get let people take a break so down south the most popular item when people got off the train that uh, was being sold was fried chicken, but at one of the booths, they stopped. They talked to the lady. They ask her what she's selling, and she says it's just pie, but she has a selling <laughs> <in> control.
1: <laughs> they hear
3: chess pie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, well, it's, it's so chess pie it. is really good. Yeah, chess pie is.
3: My gosh. Yeah. So this one is the licorice chess pie. So we did the original chess pie, uh, which we offer in the restaurant. And then we offer. Uh, four other flavors of chest pie right now. So one's the peanut butter and chocolate. There's a lemon and almond, a lime and walnut, and the licorice chest pie. And that came about because after I developed a chest pie, I heard somewhere somebody said Bill Clinton's favorite dessert was lemon chest pie. And I said, well, I have to try lemon chest pie. I'm making chest pie. I have to try lemon. And I made it, and I, yeah, okay, I can see why he likes lemon chest pie. And I thought, well, if you can do this with lemon, you could do this with the, any of the other citruses too. Right. So did the lime, uh, honed that one pretty good, liked where it was, the lemon and the lime. And I thought grapefruit, what do I do with grapefruit? And actually, and typically I just found that grapefruit works really well with rosemary and licorice or anise. So and that's what you get. You get grapefruit, rosemary and anise in this chest pie. So this pie is really rich. Yeah. That's it's good. really good. It's like really awesome. rich. It's really yeah. Good yes yes that's the thing that's uh, that's a very rich dessert yes
1: <laughs> I love it um, obviously you're big on local products Yep. on the back of your not on the back but on your website you have a part where it basically lists your sources of where you get some of your stuff and who you do business with why did you think that was important well it
3: was well, it was important to me to know where the stuff is coming from that I'm it's not just a matter of, and for people to come in here, I wanted them to know it's, I didn't just go and look for the cheapest product, the best deal, or whoever offered me the most best incentive to buy their product. It was a matter of, take a look at the people that I'm buying from. If you're going to support local, support local. If you can't support local because there's nobody local that can do it, then support support responsible. Support, support people that are involved in their community. So check the company and see see what they're doing. Um, are they involved in their community? Do they get involved with charities? Um, what are their work practices or their business practices? And make a decision based on that. Because everything I do has an impact on the environment, whoever I buy from. So for me, when, when I say buy local, yeah, come here and buy local because I buy local. And if I can't buy local, I buy responsibly. Yeah. Um, so we list our sources because I want to be able to say, if somebody walks in, Well, where'd you get that from? I want to be able to say, this is where I got it from. With the bison southwest, the bison you're getting, I get it from Iron Head Bison Ranch. They're 20 minutes east of the city. Uh, Jason and Aaron Boyley are the ranchers that opened it up four years ago. Uh, We went out, visited the ranch. They treat their bison well. They have a very good operation. I feel good about bringing their bison into the restaurant.
1: You realize you're gonna have to clone yourself and get 10 times the amount of staff because <laughs> the food here is that good right you know that right
3: yeah well hopefully hopefully that becomes a major problem or a
1: problem <laughs> i think it's, i think it's gonna be a problem have. soon like i'm telling you it's it's pretty yeah, awesome it. thanks for thanks for uh sitting down and taking the time with us tonight well,
3: you're
1: welcome and thank you yes. very much for the dishes they are phenomenal <laughs> really good this thank chick's you. gonna finish the pie you know what's funny you know.
2: about this what? i don't like licorice <laughs>
3: Yeah,
1: I don't like black licorice I know this is really good. I know it's super good. Yeah, it's crazy good.
3: Yeah, somebody had commented the other day. It's the good. The licorice is there, but it doesn't smack you. It's not overpowering. It's just just there, so you know it's there, but it's not. Mm
1: -hmm. It's not center stage. (laughs) And your menu's so big. How do you have like that's a pretty big menu you got there, right?
3: Yeah, like I said, it's ambitious. Hopefully, I can keep it up. Um, I like you, so you need some staff eventually. I'll bring a cloning mm-hmm. machine. You'll need okay. it soon. Yeah.
1: Thanks, Dean. Well,
3: yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah.
1: If you haven't tried Bistro in Notre Dame, I'm telling you right now, you gotta go. The man we all know brings the flavor. He's up next.
0: The Main Ingredient with Kevin Bergen.